0: is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. I'm a career and executive coach, and today I welcome Jean Bliss to the show. Jean, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's so great to be with you. Oh, I'm delighted that you're here, and we're going to dive into a juicy conversation to tap your expertise about rethinking the customer and the client experience. So, Jean, take me back to the beginning. Explain your principles for customer service and why you have framed them around how we treat our own mothers with Mother's Day on the horizon. Sure, of course. And, you know,
1: if if I could, what we're, what we're now actually defining this work as is is customer experience, because if you think of customer service, that's the reactive problem solving. And what we're thinking is customer experience is a very deliberate path where we create memories, we create experiences, and we deliver them with a value system that's grounded in, in what we learned at home from our mom. Does that make sense?
0: It makes total sense. Thank you so much for clarifying. Yeah,
1: yeah, I hope you don't mind that. Not at so, all. Um, I have been doing this work for over 35 years, and what's happening is that it's becoming compl- complicated and it's getting very technical. And as these parts of our industry get further and further away from who's at the center of why we're in business, a human. I thought, you know, we need a metaphor. We need a simple question to get us back, and we need tools, and that's why I'm bringing this whole community I've been coaching for 35 years back to why we're in business in the first place to improve lives. And so this conscience question, this challenge question is, would you do that to your mother? And it can really translate through every level of the organization.
0: Oh, I love that. And thank you so much for really helping us understand it's an experience. And you know, to that end, Jean, you know that so many companies, despite their very good intentions, end up really annoying and aggravating the customer rather than delighting them. Why is that? And how can they flip that switch?
1: Well, and you're so right. You know, what what, what I try to do throughout the book in a very deliberate way is give, you know, the benefit of the doubt. No company builds an experience that's lousy or frustrating for the customer. But a number of things occur. Occur. We um, create rules inadvertently to, cr- to be able to control or manage processes or approaches. And yeah. what these rules actually do is get in the way of your employees, deliver value, and they're random or arbitrary rules that were created for one point in time, but don't necessarily scale or don't necessarily apply to customers. The other thing that's occurring is that the best companies now are our understanding that hiring, like marriage, for example, is the most important decision you make in your professional life. Right. We need, right? Right. So we need to hire people who, who, you know, the best companies are doing what I call looking for the human behind the resume. You know, one of my favorite old stories, uh, for example, is the CEO of, of IHOP takes her senior executives for breakfast at an IHOP restaurant because she wants to see how they treat the wait people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And and there's a deliberateness. And there's eight case studies in this first chapter, which is all about enabling employees. And that chapter is called Be the Person I Raised You to Be. But it's not enough about hiring good people. You need to get out of the way, um, provide them with information. You know, Carolyn, when you when you call up a phone. A phone tree or a a company and they don't know who you are, you say to the frontline person, don't you know I've called three times or I've been in 20 of your stores or I'm worth this much as a customer? Well, guess what? They don't because a company hasn't united that information to let that person deliver that moment for you.
0: You know, you you pose this beautiful question with your clients and you have them ask, would you do that to your mother? So how does that change their, their frame of mind and the way they approach the customer experience? Well,
1: and and it's true. So at the front line, you know, this can apply to, I, I think of it as three kind of blocks of people inside of an organization, certainly more complex than this, but my goal is to simplify a little. At the front line, you know, yes, you've got, let's say an insurance client on your phone or customer, and you unfortunately have to turn down their claim, but you can choose your tone, your empathy, your approach, your ability to guide and steer them toward a better outcome next time. Or you can be a policy cop, deliver what you have to do technically and hang up the phone. So would you do A or B to your mother, right? Right. So at the front line, it, 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 it's about your own personal conduct. Yes, you can't change that policy. That gets to the senior level people. Would you impose that policy that you're making that front line uphold? You know, Would you turn down your mom's warranty claim three days out of warranty? Well no you wouldn't but enable to make that live with your front line you need to do a number of things you need to hire people differently you need to trust them you need to give them the data to make a judgment call and then you need to reward them for making the right decision so leaders have to enable that front line to go beyond just their attitudinal
0: goodness right Absolutely. And I'm, I'm so grateful that you're saying, look, this isn't just the frontline customer service oh in the trenches, right? This is throughout the org chart, top to That's bottom. Right.
1: And, and for the middle of the organization, where a lot of what I call the spaghetti bowl experiences occur. In fact, the second chapter, the second big chapter is called Don't Make Me Feed You Soap. Right, and in those soapy moments are the things that occur because our silos, in a very well-intentioned way, are doing their work. Again, they're not meaning to drop the customer between you know I call it the Bermuda tri- the Bermuda Triangle of experiences. But let's say you don't make your flight on an airline. There's no one there necessarily uniting the company in how to rescue you or take care of you. And let's say your power goes out. Is your power company keeping you up to date? You know, one of the questions I ask in that soap chapter is, would you put your mom through your phone tree? Yeah. These are those put up your dukes moments. We inadvertently, again, good people working hard separately, create these moments. And and that's where the middle of the organization, went. a lot of what's happening now is we're redesigning experiences. But these this redesign has to start with the human the empathy, the emotion, and you know, mom or someone you love is a metaphor to say, how would you redesign what you're doing to make life easier for that person?
0: So Jean, let's take a deeper dive. You write so beautifully and I know you coach leaders to think about the culture of no bias and that has oh. to be part of the leadership ethos tell us more what that means and perhaps share an experience with a client or a company you don't have to name anybody specifically but you know something that's working
1: of course well and you know what's interesting is that bias exists inside of all of us it's right. it's it's kind of we are human and Uh, We have lived through a series of filters from where we're raised or who we are or our childhood experiences or whatever, and those filters uh, create how we respond and create how we react to things. Um, and you know, we've just gone through, for example, very public, the Starbucks situation. Yeah. I was, um, interviewed on that and, and they're working around that, but this isn't good. This isn't anything that's going to change overnight. You know, people, if this is leadership, it's education, it's supporting people. Um, one of the great stories in the book that I thought was super intriguing, um, what is, is a company called third love and they actually create garments for women and really really interesting product development story you know you're a woman i'm a woman we we bu- we buy undergarments um, and the the undergarment one of the traditional colors is called nude
0: mhm
1: yep but traditionally this color is a pinkish beige
0: right right
1: and and that only kind of fits maybe one or two of our body colors
0: very true and a limited number at that yeah
1: Yes, that's right. And and so what I love about this, and again, product development isn't the only place, but I love that there was this awareness. And so Third Love created five different colors. They call them the new nakeds. Oh, so nice. it's this inclusiveness. Um, there's a great quote from that chapter. If I can find it, I'll look for it. But it's it's something like inclusiveness. Um, you know, la- inclusiveness is being asked to be asked to dance at the party. The other one is being invited to the party, nice. but inclusiveness is being asked to dance at the party. So you're part of it, you're you're thought of as in product design, and all of this also has
0: to start with this whole hiring. Right. 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 It's, it's got to right? start from the beginning.
1: From the beginning, are you hiring that human behind the resume? You know, for example, Southwest Airlines Their hiring process takes weeks and weeks and they go through lots of role playing and practicing and other things. So they they understand how that person's humanity is wired in a way so they can make decisions, but also guide and coach.
0: And it's so intentional and their retention rates are extraordinary. So clearly it's working.
1: That's right. It's this, your word is so important, intentional, deliberate, and repeatable.
0: Very good. So Jean, you write so beautifully about the Make Mom Proud companies. Tell us what that means and give an example.
1: Of course. So, you know, what, the, the question, would you do that to your mother, could, could inadvertently sphere, you know, z- veer off to the negative. And what I wanted to do and make this book is, is, is what I do for a living is create hope, create hope for employees, create hope for the marketplace, create hope for customers that, you know, most companies are made up of good people trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And so I didn't want to just call these case studies. So there's 32 case studies and over over 82 additional companies cited through this book, but the case studies on purpose, I called a case study to make mom proud. And that's really, you know, hope in a page that you can then evaluate through the next page to the right of it called the mom lens where you, you, you determine are you doing that or not. Uh, a great case study I love is in the chapter, the third big chapter called put others before yourself, which is where you redesign your business by enabling your customers to achieve their goals. There's a company in Canada called Mayfair Diagnostics. So let's say your doctor wants to make sure you're OK. And so they hire you to go. They, they write a prescription or order for you to go have filming of your bones or, you know, whatever it is. Now, all of us, as soon as that thing is ordered, what are we what, what happens to it? What's our first emotion? fear, worry, concern. Ah. We don't know how it's going to happen. So what Mayfair did was they went to school on the emotion of preparing for that experience, but also the arrival at that clinic
0: Ah, okay.
1: and what they learned, you know, any healthcare environment you go to, right? You go to the desk, you're kind of peering over the desk. You see the top of the head and somebody keying And you say, hi, I'm here. And they either look you in the eye or hand you the paper without looking at you. And it's about processing you, not welcoming you, engaging you and taking care of you. Right. It's not nurturing. Yeah, right. And so Mayfair realized it's about eye contact and honoring you and taking care of you. And so instead of walking up to a counter, they recreated and redesigned the whole welcome experience so that you walk up to someone standing at a welcome pod. So you are now eyeball to eyeball with this person. They've done the homework on who you are and when you're going to come in and why you're there. So they're conversational. They calm you down. They take care of you. They welcome you. They don't process you. And when you're ready to go to your appointment, they walk from behind the pod, like you see at Nordstrom and the Ritz Carlton and they walk you to
0: your appointment. Entirely different experience.
1: Totally different. That's, Put others before yourself. Wow. Redesign for the life.
0: That is a great, great example. So, Jean, we've got millions of people listening around the world. Some of whom are in new organizations, you know, baby companies, startups. Some are in um, matrix organizations that have been around for decades, if not centuries. So, no matter who they are listening, how do you recommend starting? You know, what are the baby steps to becoming a make mom proud company? Where do you begin?
1: Well, the re- the way I wrote the book was to break it into bite-sized pieces because in my consulting work, you know, one of it, there's two things that I always say to people. Do not boil the ocean. Don't <laughs> don't try so to cool. do all 32 of these things at once, and clunky is good. So, yeah. you know, yeah. start with maybe the the employee chapter. Um the great thing about that is they're broken into toolkits. Each toolkit is a comic, a story, a case study, and a mom lens. Uh, and, And you can bring your employees in and start to huddle about this stuff and break it into bite sized pieces. And this will enable you to do one thing, get it done, talk about it, move on to the next thing. Because what we know is you need to do it for people to understand it and feel it and get hope from it.
0: And I love the example that you shared about the Canadian company too because they knew what they wanted and then they reverse engineered it to figure right. out, right? So I'm I'm hearing your great wisdom of, you know, what's the experience that you want the customer and then design it. And and that's
1: that that whole thing around human centered design is is very important in this work and we talk a lot about it in that chapter. Uh, put others before yourself what you'll also find is the very last chapter is called stop the shenanigans it's and it's it's your fast quiz it goes through all 32 case studies and you can determine where you are today at the at the end of each of these thirty two questions uh, case study questions evaluations, uh, there's something called a Make Mom Proudometer. Happy mom, <laughs> happy mom on the left that says, "Oh, oh dear," and and the and that the unhappy mom on the left, "Oh dear," and happy mom on the right, so proud. From there, you can kind of prioritize what are your top one to two you'll
0: get started on. Oh, I love it. So you've you've created a hashtag Make Mom Proud, and it's become a movement. So how can our listeners join? Of course, it's uh, make
1: mom proud with dashes between it. Make dash mom dash proud. Hopefully you'll post that for people dot com. And and on that uh, on that website is the book you can download and buy the book. There's lots of gifts for people who'd like the book as well. I'm Italian. I like giving people things. And then the other joyous thing we're doing is, you know, we're marching toward Mother's Day. If you feel like it, post a picture of your mom how she inspires you, and what you do in business to make her proud.
0: Oh, that's incredible. Well, Jean, I am so delighted to have you on the show. You are a wealth of information, and I'm just so grateful. I learned a lot today. Let me tell our listeners all about your book. It's called, Would You Do That to Your Mother? The Make Mom Proud Standard for How to Treat Your Customers by Jean Bliss. And of course, it's at all major book retailers, and of course, online at Amazon, and we highly recommend it. It's terrific. I've got it in my hand. And Jean, thank you for your time and your expertise today. What a treasure you are. Oh, thank you, it's such a pleasure to be with you. You too, my dear, I hope our paths cross again soon. And I want to remind all of you, if you enjoyed today's show, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. And even better, leave us a review and let me know what career development questions or themes you'd like to hear more about in the future. And we'll consider them for a new show. You can find me on Twitter at C. Dowd Higgins. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. Take good care.